0: Let's start with something really fundamental, something that are really really basic, okay? And everything, everything that we know, okay, has to start from one place. It starts from one place. It starts right in the beginning when God said, Let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And that's that is the key. Okay. Let us make man. Who's man? You and I, okay, the species. In our image and in our likeness. What did he mean by that? That is the premise on which our life is founded. That is the premise on which everything that we call humanity is based on. If we don't go back to that place, we are living in a state of confusion and we are living in a state in which people have defined a lifestyle for us. People have defined our identity and we are living that lifestyle. The first thing God said, let us make man. Before he even made man his idea of man should be our image, our likeness. What does image and likeness mean? It doesn't mean two hands, two feet, two eyes, two ears, two legs. It's not Physical form. It's talking about his nature, who he is. He's talking about I am going to manifest myself. I'm going to make a manifested representation of myself, who shall be man. In other words, just like I created everything, light be, let the earth bring forth and bud, all those uh, six days of creation, so man will dictate, man will declare, and things will materialize. Co creators. In other words, I will create and I will rule creation as man how do you do that you you see the example of uh, God bringing the animals to Adam and he said uh, to, to you know to, to see what he would name them now if you know anything about names as I shared before names are very significant because names give a person or a thing identity right like in the case of Abraham God changed Abraham's name to Abraham just so that he can realize that he's not one person he's not just some lost soul he is the father of many nations his in his mind before he became abraham he was just you know his life uh fatherless right he had no hope of uh of having children and suddenly god said you know so i'm gonna have nations uh through you and he's like okay but you know it's like i my wife is barren and you know this is that that is that he made excuses and god said okay fine you know from now on you're abraham So what did he do? He didn't say, okay, fine. You know, it's like, let's deal with uh, Sarah. Uh, Let's start with Sarah and let's see what happens. You know, it's like, no, he didn't do that. First, he changed Abraham's reality. How did he do that? He changed his name. So Abraham had to do, Abraham had to be the one who changed his life. Abraham had to be the one who made that reality come to pass. It wasn't God. We think God did it. God didn't do it. God did it through Abraham. In other words, Abraham was the one who had to first frame a reality for himself and that reality materialized where he had a child. Everything that God does is through man, right? Go back to the beginning again. I'm going to manifest myself as man. They are going to represent me. They are going to be me to creation, right? So everything you and I do today, whatever we do, is as the Father, right? In the case of uh, in the case of Peter. Right? Why did Jesus say, you know, it's like I'm not going to call you Peter uh, anymore? Uh, sorry, Simon anymore. I'm going to call you Peter. Why did he change uh, Simon's name? Simon, by definition, by meaning, by translation, was a blade of grass blowing in the wind. The wind blows here, the wind blows there, and we saw, you know, how he was right by by characteristics. He was kind of like here, there, and everywhere. But when Jesus said, no, no, you're you're the rock, Peter. Peter stood up amongst all the disciples and he kind of like led them, so to speak, right? He was supposed to be, God had, Jesus had to change his name in order to change his reality. Let's start off with this one question first. The apostles, right? The disciples, they were with Jesus for so long, right? How is it possible that they, that, you know, it's like they didn't do the kind of stuff that Jesus did verbatim or like exactly as he did. How come they, you know, were not aware of this kind of a transcended lifestyle? How is it possible, right? Well, very simple. Uh, if you go back to the, the original premise of let us make man in our image and likeness, right? God did not design everyone to do the same thing. Everyone is supposed to be living through the identity that they have. Jesus, he trained 12 disciples. Now, one of them turned out to be who? The, the betrayer, Judas. How come all of them didn't, you know, uh, make it through? Right? He had to frame his reality. Every single person is framing a reality. Every single person is living by the identity that he is, that, that is within him. Who he is. Who he believes he is. He's not. God is not living. He's coming and dictating people's lives. He's not dictating our life. Right? Every person is a different personality altogether. So when a person is like, for example, take Peter. Okay? Peter's life was completely different from Paul's life. It was completely different from John's life. How is that? Right? They went on to do completely different things. Their mindsets were completely different. If they were all with Jesus, shouldn't they have adopted the same mindset as Jesus? I mean, that would, that would be the most logical thing, right? You're, you're with Jesus. Everything that he is just rubs off on you. The 12 apostles should have been an identical Jesus post the resurrection. I mean, what do you think? Doesn't that make more sense? But every single person has an identity. You're not supposed to be someone else. You're not called to be someone else. You're not designed to be someone else. You're designed to be the father living through you. So you make choices in life. Everybody makes choices in life. Everybody makes a decision in life. They they live according to the revelation that they receive based on the, the relationship that they have with Father God. A lot of people live their lives on the basis of absolutely no relationship with Father God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit. Their life is a product of that. Some people live out of a kind of like a a withdrawn kind of a relationship with Father God. Their life is a product of that. There's no such thing as everybody is the same. Now, think about it. Father is one, right? Father is one. Ideally, you should think that if everybody is supposed to think like the Father, everybody should be just like-minded. One mind, you should not even think differently. Uh, 7.2, 7.4 billion father gods all thinking the same thing on the earth, like robots. I mean, what do you think? Right? That doesn't make sense. Every single person has been given a free will, a free identity, and you choose how you live your life. You choose what you want to accept and reject. There are so many people who have... Like, for example, I I was in... uh, the church that I grew up in, the church I got born again in. I, when 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 I grew up in that church, uh, I shared the gospel of grace. I shared the gospel of righteousness. I shared because because for me to find those things, and this was this was in two thousand six, two thousand seven, around that time. I shared the gospel of grace because that was like wow, I had just come from a background of you know living the old covenant, do the new, uh, do the ten commandments, do all these kind of things, and live a holy life without which, you know, you will not be blessed by God and all that kind of stuff. And suddenly I came to realize, you know, and through through uh, hearing teachings of Andrew Womack and Joseph Prince and stuff like that, that, wow, I mean, God is not like that. God is not like that at all. You know, and I started spending time with God. I built a relationship with him. And then I started preaching freedom and grace and life and abundance. And they didn't take it very well, you know, because they were so set in their ways. So when I started getting free, I wanted everyone to be as free as I am. So I started sharing. Okay, fine. You know, it's like Jesus, he's, he's grace. He is grace. He's not just, you know, given grace. Father's not given grace. He is grace. He's in your life. We are one with you. All that uh, stuff just to get them free. But what happened was they were not ready for it. You know? And so I kind of like uh, had to let go and I had to kind of move out because I was kind of being like, you know, it's like sitting every Sunday and listening to stuff that I can't identify with. I had to leave that place and when I did leave that place, I found a lot more freedom to have a relationship with Father God and build and grow in it. Now, I came to know many years later, about at least 10 years later, that everything that I was sharing then, okay, through a friend of mine in the church, still in that church, I found out that everything that I was sharing at that time in 2006-2007, those guys were slowly starting to accept it and come into that revelation like 10 years later. So everything that I was kind of like, you know, what would you say persecuted for? Not not really persecuted, okay, but persecuted, so to speak, for, they started accepting as a reality. 10 years later, I'm like, why didn't you just, you know, receive it at that time? You're believing it now 10 years later, you've delayed 10 years of your life. You could have gone so much more far ahead. In my mind, that's what I thought, right? So, and I, I realized, I learned that, you know, it's like, if I really want to know Father God, I just have to be open keep an open mind because i'm the holy spirit is always there where it's like i don't want to believe this thing where you can be deceived the moment you believe that you can be deceived trust me according to what jesus said yeah matthew 9:29 he said according to what you believe that is exactly what will happen to you if you believe you can be deceived then guess what you can be deceived you will be deceived Right, but if you know you are one with the Father, you know that you are in the Father. You are hidden with Christ in God. There is no such. There's no room for deception in the Father where you where you abide. Right. So as far as God is concerned, we need to understand that if you keep an open heart. God will be able to do anything and everything through you. He'll be able to share his heart out. Why? Because you will, like a child, receive whatever he has to say. Now those uh, the, the church that i was in they kind of like didn't receive it but 10 years later they did receive it and i'm like you know it's like these these things what why why is the thought process different right you every person chooses differently every person has decided a, a time for themselves for, so for example uh now they know that there's grace now they know there's abundant grace now they know what grace is and there, there's a big difference between self-righteousness and the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, they know that now. So they're in a whole different revelation altogether. Right? Not every church is in that same place now because there are some churches that are still way behind these guys. And they're teaching. The moment you come under a teaching or a preaching, you come under that mindset. Okay, what what happens? You listen, you listen, you listen, that one mindset keeps coming and playing again and again and again over in your mind. You can't break free of it. So tomorrow, if you hear something that is new, you will hear the Holy Spirit say something. It'll be very difficult for you to accept it. Why? Because you have been listening to a structured preaching, a structured teaching over and over again from the same pulpit. Right? You, you can't break away from it. You think you can, and I hope you can, and I pray that you will, but the, the simple you know, uh, physics of a brain, simple mechanics of our brain is that mm-hmm. whatever we hear, mm-hmm. We tend to accept, you know, and that is what causes us to, you know, it's like go back and forth between what did this person saying, what did that person saying. Now, the apostles, okay, they went through whatever their lifestyle was. They went through. They 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 were persecuted. They were they they died. And we wonder, like, you know, it's in the Bible, right? I mean, we are taking the word immortality. Immortality is not spoken of as much in the Bible. One scripture, but it took revelation for a person to actually grow in that identity. right? Now, one thing I told you right from the beginning. God did not create man to die and go to heaven. God didn't create man to die, period. He created man to to live on the earth from heaven. Heaven was not supposed to be some separate place from the earth adam and eve were not living on the earth and visiting heaven adam was living heaven and earth like if it was like it was one reality that's why he saw the trees the trees were not physical trees the trees were spiritual trees right you can check the video out i'll put it up in the description but the trees were not physical trees they were actual spiritual trees they were people who were designed to influence and and treat and, and you know, it's like mentor the people that God created. It was a simple reality. I mean, how can a fruit, physical fruit, give you life? How can a physical fruit give you the knowledge of good and evil? Think about it. You eat fruit of a tree. and Is there any tree, physical tree, on the face of the earth, that among all the trees of the God, God said, you can eat freely of all the trees, just don't touch this tree and that tree. Do you think a physical fruit will be able to give you the knowledge of good and evil? They were not physical trees. They were were spiritual trees. They were people. In the the book of Mark, Jesus healed a blind guy, right? What did he tell the blind guy? Uh, He spat in his eye once. Yeah. And then uh, the blind guy, he said, what do you see? And the the blind guy was like, uh, oh, I see men like trees. That doesn't make sense. Do men look like trees? No. So Jesus spat in his eye again. Now, if he was already healed, Jesus would not have to do that the second time, right? What, did that, what that guy saw right in between there was something spiritual. He saw men as trees. What do you mean by men as trees? Did the men look like trees? No. He knew that they were men and that they were trees at the same time. He knew that they were, they were, they were beings that were trees. Same, similar analogy as in the garden where Adam ate the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the other tree of life, right? Same thing. Then Jesus pat in his eye and he healed him. What do you say? Oh okay, everything's fine. Right. Okay. The the method and that, that God follows is the same. Everything is supposed to, everything spiritual is supposed to materialize physically. Your life today, okay, my life today is a product of everything that we have materialized from the spiritual realm, from our spiritual life. From our spiritual reality, our spiritual reality, I'm not talking about anybody else's, I'm not, not talking about the world. Everything that we are today, your financial situation, your health situation, your, uh, your mental state, your your whatever it is, you have materialized from your spiritual reality and made it real and that's what you're living. Nothing can jump you and, you know, make you live this life. It is not possible, it's not the way God designed it right? That's, there's no such design as that. Your life is a product. Like it says in Matthew nine twenty nine. again, Jesus said, your life is a product of everything that you believe. It's as simple as that. So when we see all the apostles, when we see Adam and Eve, when we see, you know, it's like uh, man from the beginning, right? Everything that they knew to be real, knew to be true, they manifested and materialized. God said, Let man have rule, let man have dominion, right? That's the premise of everything that we are seeing in the world today. The world we we live in today is a product of let man have rule and let man have dominion. In other words, I am going to manifest myself as man. They are going to have their own will. And when they come into oneness with my mind, they will manifest my reality. But... They have to do it of their own accord. They have to do it from their own heart. They have to choose that I'm going to come into oneness with the Father. You wonder why why God met with Adam in the cool of the day, right? That relationship was supposed to be the foundation of man's rule over creation. It was supposed to lay the foundation. It was supposed to be the basis from which all governance had to flow. Right? It was supposed to be that way. It was designed to be that way. We would not be in this world today if Adam was still in relationship with the Father. We would not be in this world today if Adam's conscience was not pricked by, Oh my God, what did I do? And hid himself. Right? He would not Even if he ate of the fruit, it doesn't matter. If he had eaten of the fruit, but still gone to the Father, right? still had his conscience clear enough to live with the Father, he would not be in this state today. Why do I say that? How do I say that? Enoch. Enoch walked with God and got, and he was not. He didn't die. Right? There are so many people who have different relationships. Take for example Cain. How, who among you will say to God, "What? Am I my brother's keeper? How many people will say something like that to God? That way? I mean, no matter how flowery you make it sound. Am I my brother's keeper? no it's like no you'll never think of saying something like that to god he saw god he met god right he would never you and i would never do that to god right but they had such a close intimate relationship that he actually could did god you know strike him with a lightning bolt no he didn't do that why because there was a relationship right see in the case of uh, elijah elijah did so many things he just came from you know uh, calling fire from heaven on that altar of, uh, you know that was completely doused with water just came from that and maybe an hour later he's like god kill me you know kill me i'm, I'm gonna die the queen is after my life kill me please take my life i mean you you know god you've you've seen him yeah, seen him in the sense not really physically seen him but he, he experienced him firsthand. he called on fire he, I mean for him Elijah was like for Elijah God was more real than any other person on the face of the earth in that time more real that's why he could with confidence throw water on the burnt offering and still have fire come down from heaven and burn it so God was very real to him right every person is going through their own journey in life where you cannot Distinguish, like, oh wait a minute! This guy has so much faith. You know, he has. Uh, this guy is uh, such a good guy. You can't do that. I mean, because every person has a reality. They are a reality in themselves. Where we, where we, you know, it's like we we live our life according to the relationship that we have with Father, and it's unique. So, like I mentioned. You would generally think that a person who had spent three years with Jesus—I mean, they all slept together in the same dormitory. They, you know, it's like they ate the same food. They went to the same uh, toilet out in the field. Everything is the same. You'd think that they should have been identical. They should. Everything should have rubbed off on them, right? But no, one turned out to betray Jesus. I mean, after all that they've been through. I mean, think about it, right? No, it, it doesn't work like that. Every person is a reality in himself. Jesus could have easily stopped Judas from betraying him. God could have stopped that fruit being eaten in the garden itself. Man has to decide. Every person is unique and has the nature of the father, is the manifestation of the father to decide. if if what The, the principle is very simple. If God has manifested himself as you, he expects you to be as powerful as him. If you are not living in that mindset, then you can't manifest that power and that individuality that God is. He is 7.4 billion people on the earth. That's the father. You're the father. I'm the father. Every single one of you is the father. Manifested. And what did Jesus do, right? God sent Jesus in order to bring us back to the father. Not to bring us to Jesus, like I shared with you the last time. Jesus said, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, right? Jesus came to bring us back to that relationship that the Father had for us. That's the key. That's the fundamental. That's everything.